we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Don't judge someone just because they sin differently than you. <laughs> That's deep. That's all you're doing is judging somebody that sin. You think it's skin color and they're infidels because they're different color. No, they just sin a little differently. They, they held African Americans as slaves, the white man. But the black man held black men as slaves before that. The same law you're talking about was given to the folks that was freed from black people. So what color were they? All right. Ten point recap real quick. Number one, God is not a respecter of persons, right? To form a bloodline to carry a lineage that brought forth Christ was, look at somebody say necessary. Necessary to keep the what? intermingling of pagan worship out of the heritage of Jesus Christ. God chose a people group to birth Christ that he could keep this one people group from intermingling with other people group to keep the lineage of Christ pure, to keep false God worship out. He still had to punish and fight them because they were so inundated with the slavery and the worship of false gods, they kept trying to bring false gods even into the pure bloodline. Right? There were even Egyptians that left with them, that were with them. They were converts and were with them. But as soon as Moses stayed gone too long, oh, let's go build Nefertiti's head and start worshiping it. So it, it just kept happening. But God's plan was to stop the intermingling of pagan worship. That's why it wasn't to keep a color pure. Because he asked others to, 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 to even... I mean, Mo Moses married somebody of a different lineage than him. The very dude you talking about with the Ten Commandments. I'm preaching in here. So it didn't have nothing to do with that. Not color of skin. That's ridiculous. No, it was about worshiping other gods. That's what God was concerned about. So he wanted to keep that out so he could preserve the heritage of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1 and 17 says, if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to how? How many men's work? Is he just, why do, and, and what they say in what, see, but he's just talking to the house of Israel right here. Shut up! Peter's talking to the house of Israel? No! He's talking to every, does the word say every? The Bible is not just for the Jews. Every man's work. Pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Number two, the idea of esteeming yourself better than others is against biblical teaching. Making yourself better, whether it's money, skin color, whatever it is. You can't make yourself. The Bible says you esteem others higher than yourself. Can I preach in here? Philippians 2 and 3 says, let nothing be done through strife or what? You thinking you're better because of your color is vanity. Vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each do what? Esteem. This is why Jesus washed the disciples' feet. So he could show that even though he was the Christ, in his humanness, he was no better than the next man. 
But even Peter, when it came to Cornelius, and, and, and uh, uh, Peter wanted, I mean, Cornelius bowed in front of him. Peter said, don't bow in front of me. I'm just an, a mortal man. God did not give us varying skin tones to denote which ones of us are his favorite. Acts 10 and 34. Then Peter opened up his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in, so if we're just talking about the nation of Israel here, why did he say, but in every nation, if it's just talking about the house of Israel, why did he say, but in every nation, he that feareth him and does what? Worketh righteousness is what? Oh, is, I mean, is this the plainest thing you've ever heard? Like, dude, y'all are believing something that's just going straight against what the Bible is saying. You're going to discredit Peter? Every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is what? Accepted with him. Number four, in the old covenant, obedience to God was the divided line as to who belonged to him. Putting skin color, it was what? It was what? In the old covenant, number 16 and 32 says, and the earth opened her mouth, swallowed them up, their houses, and all the men that appertain to who? The Hebrew Korah and all their goods. Some Hebrew, some black Hebrew Israelites got swallowed up in the ground under the old covenant. Why? Because the dividing line is obedience, not skin color. God opened that ground, shook and swallowed Negroes left and right up. Skin color didn't matter at all. Number five, obedience to Christ and acceptance of his spirit is the dividing line as to who belongs to God under the new covenant. So under the new covenant, who accepts Christ and his spirit, that's the line. Hebrews 9 and 15. For this cause, he is the what? Mediator of the what? New Testament. That's what the new, the new Testament is called New Testament because of the new covenant. It's not called New Testament because it's new word. It's called New Testament because of the new covenant. The Old Testament is called Old Testament because of the old covenant. Amen. Not because it's a testament of Jesus Christ either because Jesus Christ wasn't in the old one. So the old one wouldn't be called testament. The New Testament of Jesus Christ is the book of Mormon. That's the Latter-day Saints book. And you know they crazy. And they believe crazy stuff. They tried to put Mitt Romney in office and believe he was ordained by God and that man was a Mormon. Had black preachers following them to get Mitt Romney in office and this dude was a Mormon who believed black people are cursed. Cursed babies from God sleeping with angels. Don't let me have to show the South Park cartoon. Because you know they nailed it. I don't know who the Mormons made mad in South Park. But they messed with the wrong folks on that one, Jack. 
Just foolishness. Fool, that's foolishness. Hebrews 9 and 15. Oh, I read that. Did I read it? No. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of what? Eternal inheritance. Y'all, this is so plain. It's, I mean, I hate that I even have to waste some of y'all's time like this. But them Hebrews going to be waiting for you at the state fair. While you eating your candy, apple, and fried salad, they're going to be standing right out there. <laughs> you know they will fry anything. At the state fair. number six those that hold on to the old covenant will not be redeemed Uh oh oh that's displacement theology oh that's the the, i don't care what you call it that's sensationalism that's displacement i don't care what you call it i don't care you done googled googled it and found a title for it my bible tells me that those that hold on to the old covenant will not be redeemed. Only those that accept Jesus will be forgiven for their sins. That's what my Bible says. Oh, but we the lost sheep of the tribe of the lost sheep and the goats and the tribe of the lost goat. We the goats and the sheep. The lost sheep and goats and the, the billy goat, the kid. But what? You better accept Jesus or you're going to hell. When all that, you're going to be extra hot. <laughs> when all that junk in hell that felt gonna catch fire so quick what <laughs> felt is very flammable you need to be trying to get forgiveness long beard boy you, you ever seen hair burn only those that accept Jesus will be forgiven for their sins John 14 and 6 says it plainly Jesus said to him I am the way the truth, and the life. What did he say after that? How many men going to come? How many men going to come to the Father? No man cometh unto the Father but what? There is only one race in God's eyes, and that is the what? Human. God sees us as humans. People groups are not divisible by anything other than accepting Jesus Christ. That's that's the only way God is doing his division. He said it. Those on the left there, depart from me. You're casting the everlasting fire. Those on the right there, come on, welcome into my presence. He's dividing everyone, not by all the Negroes. Come on in. Guess heaven does have a ghetto. What? You'd have to build one if everybody's going. All the black people going, you're going to have to build one. Somebody up there ain't going to want a job. No, man, it ain't got nothing to do with no color. Are you crazy? We all going based on our spirit. When you leave this flesh body down here, your spirit is not a color. God says, I am spirit. They that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Are you kidding me? You think these raggedy bodies are going to go to heaven? 
anybody want to keep their body in heaven? Something's hurting me right now, Jeff. I want whatever they're doing up there, whatever model is up there, let my spirit go and attach itself to it. Amen. Like we're going to go to heaven and God just going to be a man with eyes looking. Okay, make sure no white people are up here. Like he's even looking with eyes. Dude, I, that's our thing. Eyes is so we can see in this dimension. Are you kidding? We're in a dimension with a light spectrum. Man, I will go deep if I have to. You need eyes when it comes to a light spectrum, but there are stages in the light spectrum where our eyes don't work. Once you get into ultraviolet, our eyes don't work anymore. Galatians 3 and 28, there is neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all what? One in Christ Jesus, meaning you can all be saved by Christ no matter who you are. Jew or Greek is Jew or Gentile. You can all be saved by Jesus Christ. Male or female, God does not discriminate who can be saved. This don't mean you can pastor. That's a witchcraft Jezebel lie. Don't you be taking this scripture, there ain't no male and female in Christ. That's why you don't have no husband. Because you don't know the difference between male and female. You talk to males like you talk to females, you ain't going to get nobody. I'm preaching it. You better learn the difference real quick. You're going to be lonely. People groups always fashion images of God after their own images in effort to claim superiority over other groups. This is where white Jesus came from. Okay? White Jesus or the Caucasian Anglican. There you go. The Anglican Christ who was fashioned after the painters. The painters painted themselves, of course, or what they look like when they were interpreting him because that makes me feel superior if I make God look like me. J.J. Evans painted black Jesus, and James got a raise, Walona got a date, Thelma went to the concert, even Michael got $5. But everybody fashions the God to look like them. That's why the black Hebrew Israelites, God looks black, so they, now they have paintings of him black, looking like they uncle or something. Because they're mad because the white man had, had their Christ. So y'all worshiping the blue-eyed, blind-haired Jesus. He didn't look like that. He didn't look like that. Wait, wait, let, let's just scratch all of that because he said don't make images of him, period. Okay? So let, why, if he was concerned about you knowing what color he was, he would have said make images of me and keep those images intact so that the next generation shall knoweth my skin color. But he said the opposite. Don't you make no image of me. Because that's going to make you vain if you see me as you. Oh, let's just go to the scripture. This is why God commands that no image or likeness be made, of, uh, made by human hands. Exodus 20 and 4. Thou shalt not make, any, uh, make unto thee any graven image or any likeness. Ain't this in the law?
It's like the second commandment. So you didn't even get tired of reading them. I guess it's number two. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth beneath or that it that is in the water under the earth. So he's saying, don't make a likeness or image of me or anything that you consider God. That wipes off all the idols and everything. Trinkets and nigglets. Y'all knew I was going to say that. Somebody was waiting on that. Hey, man, get them nigglets out your house. You done put a curse in your house. Wondering why every time you make cabbage, it's spoiled. That's because all them little things you got in your house. Overcooking all the food. They controlling the heat. I, I knew I turned this stove down. <laughs> get them statues and pictures of... Man, please, you don't know who them folks are. Demons all over your house. Wake up in the middle of the night, look at the picture, and whatever was on it is off. Where he go? Where he go? <laughs> Tales from the hood. Where he go? <laughs> now you just have to laugh because this is so ridiculous to go against scripture like this. Claiming racial superiority stems from the lack of identity. So everyone claiming racial power, your problem ain't race at all. Your problem is somebody didn't identify who you were. Those of us with identity, we look at this as garbage. What are you talking about, man? I know who I am. No, you don't know who you really are. No, brother, you don't know who you are. You're Google searching to find out who you are. You're on YouTube all day listening to foolishness to find out who you are. I don't have to do that. I know who I am. I know who I was. I know who I am. And I know who I'm going to be. Before I picked up a Bible, I know who I was because my daddy told me who I was. I look at my mama and see exactly who I am. I look just like her. And if I ever thought I was better than anyone in the house, there was a beating that followed to let me know I was just a mortal man. Whenever I thought I was smarter than the leadership of my home, that was just a reminder there. Man, please, I know who I am. And it's unfortunate that so many people are having kids they don't want or kids that are in their way. And that's when these kids grow up searching for identity. All of the Hebrew Israelites have a problem with their parents. All of them. That's the only reason you get in that. Every last one of them. You wouldn't get in it if you knew who you were and that was passed down. I didn't sit my kids down and tell them the lineage of Kunta Kinte. We didn't open up. We didn't watch Roots so that they can see where they came from. My kids came from us. Right here, right in front of you, bro. You want to be like somebody? Be like me. You a girl? Oh, well, then be like your mama. It don't have to go past our house. Brother, we don't need no, I don't need to know the history of the ashy foot to know where I came from. Are you, I, 
slight in my heritage. Look at me. I came from somewhere. But where I came from doesn't empower me. My decisions empower me. Man, my uncle could have been the Shaw of Iran. <laughs> the Shaw of Iran. But if I don't get a job, <laughs> I would be just as hungry. <laughs> I would be just as hungry as the dude <laughs> who daddy was a bum. It don't matter. Man, if I make dumb decisions and have five kids out of wedlock with five different baby mamas, it don't matter. Pharaoh could have been my great, great, great uncle. But that child support, I can't pay. Man, somebody better bring some buckets of gold. I need Pharaoh's stash. All these babies. And that's what makes them. They give up on Christianity because they've given up on themselves. They made so many bad decisions, they think there's no hope. So they give up on themselves. You can't keep Christ if you gave up on yourself. Because Christ is going to keep making you accountable for yourself. He's going to make you responsible for your actions. So they just wipe Christ away. Let's just do the Old Testament. Or some of them just become agnostic. They don't believe anything. Let's just wipe religion out totally. The absence of fathers is responsible for provoking children, uh, provoking their children to wrath and vengeance against generational oppression when their identity is in question. So they're blaming a white man, but really, dude, you made these bad decisions. Colossians 3 and 21, fathers provoke not your children to wrath, lest they be what? Discouraged. Discouraged to what? Discouraged to believe. They're going to be discouraged to believe if you take hope away. Jesus Christ is the equalizer of the old covenant to provide a better covenant so that all men can what? Be saved. Christians are Jews and Gentiles that worship Christ together as Lord. That's what a Christian is. Jews and Gentiles. That's why they were called that in Antioch because they were a combined group. Acts 11 and 26. And when they had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called what? Christians first. Where? Summary. And let me tell you this real quick. This, this movement is... these. Demons get in people when they have self-hatred. You know, all the murderers, all the people that have no regard for someone else's life, you know those are demons in them. Because if a person disregards their life, they can't regard the life of others. You're in their way, basically. You mean nothing because they mean nothing to themselves. That's how a dude can join a gang, get a gun, ride down somebody, and do a drive-by and don't care who he hit. Because to him, his life doesn't matter. Y'all got that, right? Well, these same guys that come to you preaching this, their life don't matter to them. It's self-hatred. They hate their life, so they want to punish themselves, and they don't want to see you happy in the new covenant. Unless somebody pays for what they've been through. I'll preach this in here. That's all it is. And so there's a demon always attached to that. Always. These guys have demons in them. 
Presently, multitudes are being drawn away from Christ by doctrines that seemingly give value that was absent in their upbringing. When men do not pass their identity on to their children, they will outsource it from the world. This is also true in the church as well. When the spiritual identity of a natural father is missing, a child may search for a spiritual identity to replace it. Yeah, it don't even have to be as serious as black Hebrew Israelites. Some folks just turning into crazy because they're searching for identity. Most of the time it's through music. They listen to artists and start turning into them. Or oh, I preach the truth behind hip hop in here. Yeah, you, you, you didn't get your identity from your home or you, you, you feel you didn't get it or whatever. And you turn on Erica Badu. Me and my wife watched a young girl's metamorphosis occur in a church we were at. This young girl started listening to Erica Badu. I said, don't you listen to Erica Badu. Erica Badu is a witch. She's like, well, no, no, I mean, not just like a mule. Next Sunday she show up, her hair is in them kinks. I was like, okay. We kept watching her. Next Sunday, full head wrap. All the way up. A couple of months later, she went to the altar and they asked her, say, what did you come for prayer for? She said, something's inside of me. Voice was so low, the speaker shook. I preach in here. Yeah, so outsourcing identity, all you're doing is opening yourself up for demonic infestation. You open yourself up for demons when you search it. This can come from their ancestral heritage or even their skin color. They start trying to get identity from that. So many are abandoning the faith of Jesus because their Google searches and vengeance have opened them up for demonic spirits of racism, hatred, and pride. We must pray for this generation and be careful not to be lured into their debates that come to shake our faith or foster disbelief. That's why they were sitting in here. You know why they were sitting in here? Because they want to find a couple in here to debate, to change. That's a demon. That's not biblical. Paul wanted to go preach in the temple of Diana. He felt like, hey, let me go in here and save these folks. And what did, his, what did the guys around him say that was sharpening him? What they say? Nah, bruh. Ain't going up in that. That's Diana's temple. The Bible says that after... The second admonishment. Man, the second exchange. How you doing, brother? Um, uh, uh, what color is Jesus? That's one. <laughs> brother, I don't believe in no color of Jesus, man. That don't even matter. I just want to be saved. Oh, so you don't understand the book. That's two. Bye. Bible says after the second admonishment, reject them and label them a heretic. If they, are persist if they persist to argue genealogies and strivings about the law. The Bible said they're pointless and it's all vanity. This vanity can take root in your heart if you continue to debate to defend your faith. In other words, you'll start questioning what you believe. They know that. Faith is hard to defend because it is hoped for without physical or sometimes even literal evidence. So it's hard to defend what you, it's hard to defend belief. So why you believe this book? Man, this whole thing could be fake. I don't believe that. I believe the whole thing is real. I mean, but how do you know? Like, you don't have proof. I don't need proof. I believe. Did you hear me say I believe? <laughs> Faith is belief. And to believe on Christ is what? Eternal life. Let me read this scripture and then I'm going to close. 
Acts 17 and 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill. Where is Paul? In Mars Hill? In Athens, Greece? Who is he preaching to? Gentiles. Greeks. Why is Paul preaching to Greeks if they can't be saved? I could close with that. I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made by hand. Neither is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needeth anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, Paul's code. Watch what he said. He says, and hath made of what? One blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bonds of their habitation. He's not talking about after Christ. He's saying he's made of one blood, meaning we all have the same what? Blood. That they shall seek the Lord. Who? All men with one blood, if happily they may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. So now he's messing with them. He's all in the Greek poets. For we are also his offspring. For as much as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver stone graven by art of man's devices. And the times of this ignorance, at the times of this ignorance back then, God winked at it. But now commandeth all men, every, how many men? Where are these men? Everywhere to do what? Repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge who? The world in righteousness by that man who he hath ordained, who is Christ. Whereof he hath given assurance unto how many men? All All men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Everyone stand to your feet. Plain and simple. All right. Any questions? Seriously, any questions? Any question? Anybody got a question? We got everybody understand. Everyone got an understanding today. Who don't understand? Raise your hand. Okay. Everybody by your hands. Hey, man, you know they wasn't going to raise their hand anyway because they're Hebrew. They're Hebrew Israelite. Everyone by your hands. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message. We thank you for your truth. God, your truth is precious, and we don't want to take it for granted or take it lightly. The truth that we receive in here is made specifically for this end-time fight that we're all fighting. It's made for those that are without and that don't understand. God, you've given us understanding in here, and we thank you, Lord, for the level of understanding, comprehension. We thank you, God, for this end-time word to deal with end-time people. And we just exalt you, Lord, because you're wiser than man. You're wiser than us. And the way you do things will never be understood by us in our humanness. 
So, God, we just accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, Lord, as a protection from the things we don't understand. We accept the grace and mercy of Jesus, your son, and his death to cover those areas where we're wrong, those areas that we just, we just don't understand. It may be beyond our understanding, but we know where there is grace, it will be sufficient for us. So we thank you, Lord, for sufficient grace in this hour. We pray for the lost and those that are lost and have been seduced into these false doctrines, erroneous doctrines, not just blacks, but whites and every other color, God, that is forming some kind of racial superiority. Lord, we just pray, Father God, that they will somehow see the light. But I pray, Lord, most of all for those that have received the truth, that you will keep that truth undergird them with strength so that their faith will not be shaken in these last days. We give you glory and honor for it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.